0: Well, it's one,
1: two, three strikes—you're
0: at the old ball game. Welcome back to Short Hops and Tall Tales, a pictureless podcast highlighting the weird, funny, and bizarre elements of baseball that really make America's pastime special. I'm once again joined by the oh effervescent Brandon Ooh. Riddle, and we are excited to bring you in a that that that
1: that that <laughs> yep
0: it's been a while since i just botched one of these <laughs> just, just murdered yeah you're on a pretty there. good run there i was doing all right uh we are very excited to bring you another episode jam-packed with weird baseball uh and that's what we have in store brandon uh two questions how are you doing today and uh what do we have on tap
1: uh two questions uh two answers i'm trying to figure out what everest actually means i know the word but i don't know the actual definition and um, doing doing well out here. I'm visiting Boston. Well, I'll talk about that later on in the episode. Okay. Um, and as far as what we're talking about today, uh, we got well. Unfortunately, it seems to be a New York themed New York themed show. So I apologize ah. to that. Yeah, that was unintentional. Uh, so we got topics like a trim those sideburns. And it's all about the Yankees' weird facial hair role, which is weird for a variety of reasons. Um, we're gonna talk something about. Snowman. so i'm assuming one of us probably me is going to say a few times do you want to build a snowman and then finally we're going to round it out with 1962 mets you know I why like, we'll find out
0: i feel like you're expecting more opposition from my end to your little to the uh the frozen bit just now but i wholeheartedly <laughs> endorse frozen as what? my favorite
1: the the worst thing is I've I, I've not actually seen Frozen but oh, it pops up in Deadpool too.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> a classic. Oh come on! All right. What? Anyway, uh, baseball season, uh, it's, or at least fantasy baseball season, is wrapping up this week. I Ooh. believe is the final week for playoffs. Just for yeah for some really... for
1: some leagues. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for some for some leagues. I know I mean, one of my really... I know one of my
1: teams is listening, so I apologize to that no. team. <laughs>
0: I know we don't really talk about fantasy baseball a whole lot because it's not really the focus. We're more on the story element, mm-hmm. but I just thought it'd be fun to mention. Uh, how are you? How are you doing this? Uh, you know, is is there? We we fighting for any championships over there? I know our podcast league that that we're in. <laughs> Short Hops and Tall Tales is not
1: exactly... We, uh, we, we've we we had a bad second half. We had a great first half. We were like in yeah, third place strong. for a little bit, I think. But we, to be yeah. fair, we are in the league where people emphasize fantasy and all their podcasts and writings. And we're just like, we like Mookie because his name sounds honestly, funny.
0: Honestly, we're in 10th out of 14th. And we're above at least four teams that theoretically based on on content should be better at fantasy yeah, so, all than us. so I think shame on shame
1: them <laughs> uh, but beyond that i have my home league which i'm hanging on to narrowly this would be three years in a row ugh, really? ugh. wow <laughs> yeah everyone hates me
0: yeah no i i, I can i can uh, relate i uh fantasy football just started of course and i'm going for a three-peat in in one of my home leagues Ooh. and We've got a deal in place that if I if I win the third year in a row, we're naming the league after me. Because oh, that's my, nice. Uh, my vanity knows no bounds. When it comes See, to it, Fantasy sports.
1: If I if I win three in a row, they're just going to quit the league. So, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I think the, the you under- may have better friends
0: or <laughs> more uh, masochistic. There we uh, go. <laughs> anyway, uh, before so so let's let's get get things rolling here. So some pick-off trivia. Yeah. Um, I, I guess
1: one, I should read this one because I, I know the answer to this one.
0: Okay, okay. Um, what what kind of, yeah, so read it, and then what kind of prompted this this question?
1: All right, so the, the trivia is, uh, who was the last major league pitcher to win 30 games in a season? And the idea behind that is that I was very short on time this week, so I pulled some trivia out of my behind, and there we go.
0: There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if you had like seen it in like a broadcast or something.
1: No, um, not this time.
0: Thirty games—that's a ton—and nobody throws. I mean, people don't throw nearly enough games, uh, you know, in modern day. So yeah. I think really the key to this is going to figure out: okay, when was the last? Like, when did people stop?
1: Yeah. What? Wh- when can they win twenty-five yeah. games and be? Ra- I mean,
0: and I feel like this is something that I want to say. Might have even persisted up through like I could see this happening in like maybe like the early to mid eighties. Okay. I don't know. Like I feel like it, it. It's, but but not a whole lot later than that. Like I don't. I, I think even by the nineties we were. We were
1: it feels it. like something that a uh, Roger Clemens would really have got close to. Um, let me pull up his stats. It's not Roger Clemens, but I just want to check because yeah, it sure. seems like something he got close to. He got twenty four wins in eighty six, so you're kind of right there. Uh, but not Clemens. Um, I'll give you a hint. He's he was played for the Tigers. Um, he had a really strange, strange career and probably a stranger life. Um, we talked about him actually like months ago now. Are
0: we? I mean, okay. So this is weird, and I feel like if I get this right, I'm gonna get accused of cheating. Is it Denny McLean?
1: It is Denny McLean. You're really? exactly right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh wow. No, because okay. So that's so funny because I hit. When did we talk about, Denny McClain? Because I, I, I had, I always think of him, of course, in reference to 1968. Uh, uh, obviously, he had the lesser, although mm-hmm. still wildly, you know, historical seasons between himself and Bob Gibson, of course, in the, the year of the pitcher. So, Denny McClain, really, what year was that? Uh,
1: 1963.
0: Wow, 63. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I was way off in thinking that it could have happened in the 80s. I, and Then, yeah. Yeah, And then he
1: got involved with drugs and organized crime And it all went downhill from there I'm sorry, what? He got involved with organized crime and uh, gambling and Oh yeah, it was a whole big thing I think it was oh. like two or three years after he won 30 games He was out of the league
0: I had no, really?
1: Yeah, so you said Bob Gibson So maybe we're thinking about kind of two different people But yeah, it was, it was McLean who won 30 games at least
0: we must. We must be thinking of, of.
1: Well, maybe I'm wrong. Even though I wrote about the guy, but I'm probably wrong.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I. It says okay. It says he he was done in 1972. Oh, I was way off. Okay, 1972. So did uh, you 28. go? 28. Um. Yeah, 1968 with the Tigers. He he threw 336 innings. My goodness. And had.
1: That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the Cy Young winning season. A .9 whip. <laughs> a
0: 196 ERA.
1: What a silly thing. What a silly games. thing. Yeah,
0: so 1968 he won 31 games. That, that's that's wild. Uh, yeah,
1: I, 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 would, I love to see those unbalanced stats, like 35 wins in a season and 380 innings pitch. I just love seeing those. And unless we have some kind of glorious knuckleballer come back into the league, I don't know if we're going to see those again.
0: that's the thing is even if we have i feel like even if we we do have a knuckleball pitcher like we're not we're still not going to get usage like that like well yeah even though a knuckleball pitcher like theoretically could pitch i don't know what the exact number would be but like say you could throw like twice as many games as a normal pitcher Mm -hmm. it's like half as much strain of course that's not exact or specific at all but like hypothetically say that was possible like i still don't think they would make all of those starts i still I, I i just think 30 games not only to start but to win is just yeah so, that's impressive That's but, never
1: gonna happen again and, well you know don't say never again because the game goes you know in in waves and we'll, okay. we'll see what the next wave we in change, 10 20 years comes comes by through yeah we change rules and maybe that will introduce a plethora of knuckleballers like the golden age of baseball will finally be upon us again when every team has three knuckleballers let's I do know. it
0: Honestly, I think (laughs) I I both don't want to wish that on on anyone, but I I also would love to see that happen. That would be wildly eccentric.
1: All right. So before we go off in a tent about Knuckleball, since we can do that at any time, uh, let's get into our first uh, segment here, Noah.
0: First segment. All right. So uh, (laughs) this is this is one of the I feel like every week we or at least recently we we try to pick up. we try to take one weird little little strand of baseball history uh-huh. or, or, or a little or hair a little element. I don't know. It's a weird. This metaphor is already off off track, <laughs> but like it, it and just kind of like highlight it. And one of the little weird little nuggets about baseball that I think is just both wildly ridiculous and while I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it, but we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, it's the Yankees weird facial hair rule and that's what we're going to get into today so for those Mm -hmm. of you listening at home that maybe have are hearing about this for the first time there's this very famous rule that the yankees have uh where you have to have your your hair has to be tidy well kept you can't have any big
1: beards uh it's yeah what she a lot of different ways to look at it i'm sure we're going to get into those i'm actually going to step back and not say anything (laughs) Right,
0: right. So um, I, I I did figure, you know, I was trying to because I do have a pool of topics that I think, you know, it'd be cool to do an episode on at some point in the future. So I yeah. I went into that for some inspiration. I I, I was thinking, was you know what, one sh- one month until No Shave November, we got to talk about about some weird stashes, some weird facial hair, and then just overall this really, really really s- silly rule. Um, so this Yankees, you know, facial facial hair rule, I always thought it was this very long standing tradition that dated back like 80 to 100 years or something like that um it's of course been the death of many famous uh baseball beards and mustaches such as randy johnson Mm. Uh, of course he had that really long
1: glorious lock of hair Mm.
0: and you know he cut it real real tight johnny damon straight up looked like a caveman in boston with that that huge beard and the the huge sweeping hair
1: the jesus Uh, hair
0: kevin eucalus in my notes i just have just no because he had that He went both from wearing a Red Sox uniform uh, and having a great, great goatee to just Yankees and and clean. So just being like a regular NPC. It was like, like like bizarro Kevin, Kevin Ucullis, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, and then most recently we had Garrett Cole. He had a pretty solid beard going when he was pitching in Houston. And then, uh, Odor, who actually also had just a killer beard going that he shaved when he went to new york and it's prompted especially those recent two uh, uh i guess transactions it's really prompted uh this discussion about this rule and kind of both where it came from as well as you know why does it still exist yeah right
1: it's kind uh, of an issue now
0: Right, yeah, and and so like I said earlier, I was always under the impression that like most weird, you know, w- just wacky baseball traditions, I just thought it was a hundred years old, right? I just thought it was baked into the baseball. Yeah, because
1: you, you you look at pictures of Ruth and Garrick and DiMaggio, you don't see any like five o'clock shadows of long hair; they're just clean cut yeah. folk.
0: Yeah, but um, it actually came about in 1973, which if you kind of think about just hairstyle trends, I guess, in America <laughs> over over the decades, that kind of does make sense. His hair starts to get pretty long. So
1: they had to counter the counterculture.
0: Long. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, 73 Yankees owner, George Steinbrenner, uh, he was down on the field and noticed several of his players looking really sloppy and just unkempt uh, one game while they were standing for the national anthem. Uh, this is also just a hilarious side note, but allegedly he actually didn't know the players' names uh, from where he was, so he just wrote down their numbers to give to the manager. Oh, uh, it just reportedly uh, among the names was like Thurman Munson, the legendary Yankees catcher, you had Bobby Mercer, Sparky Lyle. There's
1: so much wrong with that. <laughs> I right? own the team. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I'm going to write down your numbers and say do better. It's, like it's so much wrong.
0: It's it's comical. It's it's really like this just. Uh, what was the name of the whatever the name of the, the the owner was in major league that was like the villain in the story it mm-hmm. was just like so far removed from obviously the steinbrenners uh i uh, cared very much about the yankees but like just it's just kind of comical being the owner like i don't know who these what these guys names are so i'm just gonna write down their numbers yeah um so he he essentially tattled on or, or you know the hammer came down from from up top to the uh, the Yankees clubhouse. And so soon after a an appearance policy was uh, instituted for the Yankees that stated, and this is verbatim. It's all players, coaches and male executives are forbidden to display any facial hair other than mustaches and scalp hair may not be grown below the collar. Long sideburns and mutton chops are not specifically banned. So I guess this was because Steinbrenner wanted the team to appear more corporate, more professional. Uh, and he had been, uh, possibly influenced because he actually was in the air force and that was his background it was very uh, shaven. Sure. Um, and I just think it's, <laughs> uh, it's just kind of ridiculous today, especially just to think like, Oh yeah, your hairstyle has some indication of like how people, you know, how corporate or how prof- professional you are. Like I understand mm-hmm. it's like the perception here that Steinbrenner wrongly has, but it's just like, it's so it's just, it's wild. Uh, so now we're going to go through the timeline a little bit so now it's established 1973 we're going to go through some incidents that uh cropped up surrounding this, Love this incidents. Rule, uh, that kind of got the yankees into because because i feel like this happens every every five to ten years there's a news story about some player who's like yeah i'm, I'm not going to cut my hair to go to the yankees or you know there's some weird yeah. dispute for a little bit so anyway uh flash forward 1977 uh once again, it's Thurman Munson, a re- repeat offender. So he started growing out a beard on a road trip, and so Steinbrenner sees it and basically says, you know, like, you know, Billy Martin, the manager, is like, he 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 he's not controlling his players. He he needs to better control his clubhouse because apparently a guy growing a beard, like that's just so disrespectful. I feel like to like he's a he's a grown adult, mm-hmm. like like to have someone supervise your facial hair. <laughs> it's ridiculous it's ridiculous mm-hmm. like do they have inspections uh so that's oh, so, I, I
1: can just see stein running going around like a ruler measuring the sideburns or the hair in the back right you 2.6 inches yeah
0: yeah um, and then so that's 77 83 literally like i said like five years later six years later uh the yankees actually now traded for uh they have goose gossage uh the fireballing a relief pitcher mm-hmm. and so goose gossage at the time in 83 was working on a full beard uh and steinbrenner said nope that's that's not gonna go uh so goose shaved it down and almost a little bit of an act of uh of
1: defiance
0: almost like yeah defiance malicious compliance Ooh, nice like a good thanks reddit uh, yeah uh and he shaved it down into his what became an iconic handlebar mustache that kind of became it became his as like his signature along with his hundred mile an hour fastball. Yeah.
1: That was one of the two good things to come out of this rule was (laughs) goose gossage mustache.
0: Right. And, uh, and now he, he rocks it even today. Goose gossage is like 70, 80 years old. So you you want to see a righteous mustache. That's the other thing is like, (laughs) we're, we're going to, we're going to start dropping some, some names and some mustaches. Look these up on your phone when you get a chance or, or on the internet, because the photos are just so, they're, they're great. They're,
1: they're just, peak they're peak seventies awesome. and eighties.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then of course, fast forward to 1991, uh, this is probably the most famous incident that came out of this. So Don Mattingly, uh, the slugging first baseman at the time on the, you know, way down in his career, uh, he was rocking a righteous bullet, uh, when Steinbrenner barked at him to get a haircut. So earlier in the season, Mattingly had actually, re- uh, requested a trade. Uh, and so he grows out his hair a little bit, as once again, like this act of defiance, uh, and also just because his mullet, like you pull up a photo, like I said, it was it was sick. Like he had like fully cultivated lettuce back there, right? Like mm-hmm. he he looked like it, it was like an eighty grade mullet at the time. So I understand not wanting to, you know, cut it and 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 chop away all that hard work. So Mattingly actually refuses, and he gets benched over his hairstyle. Uh, he, despite at the time he's sitting 305 with a 771 on baseball, oh <laughs> so he gets benched, and of course all the New York media and and fans around the league just laugh at the Yankees because you're going to bench Don Mattingly for his hairstyle.
1: Who's killing it? Who's killing it at bat right yeah, now? I mean,
0: he wasn't as good as he had been because he was, but but like he was
1: still hitting 305, and he's the name.
0: <laughs> he's Don Mattingly. He's a fan favorite. Like you can't. But uh, so anyway, so they bench him for a game. He actually plays the next day with his hair still long uh, before finally agreeing to cut it uh, following that game. Uh, And it's 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 really it's really funny, though, that everyone just just like I can't imagine a situation where somebody where you're going to bench one of your better players for something that's it's not even really a character. It's not like he, he got in a fight with his manager. It's just like over his hair. No. And what Mattingly had said was that, like, so I guess the way it had been communicated to Don Mattingly at the time was that uh, they had actually sat him without really telling him why he was being sat at first. And they he found out like a couple days later. And that's what really made him just incensed was, oh, it's about the they hair. didn't tell. Me.
1: I mean, you you, you right. would almost figure that the press would find out like they Right after the game, they start asking questions and realize why he was benched. And to find out that way as well, that's not respectful at all.
0: Yeah. And so it all. So eventually he does cut his hair and it does have a bit of a silver lining ending where they auctioned auctioned it off uh, for charity at the time. Uh, As well as we got one of the most iconic Simpsons episodes or at least uh, jokes, I feel like, from this debacle. And so this is where it gets really weird. So in yes brandon
1: I, I, th- 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 thank you for calling on me noah uh, <laughs> so this is where it gets weird so today selling hair is pr- probably normal and commonplace but the 1991 selling lots i mean it's still kind of weird but in 91 before the internet selling hair had to be really weird so i think it got weird then
0: i mean i feel like it's probably the same amount of weird right like like in the sense right, yeah. that, like it's for charity so it's not that weird <gasps> is that like is that how
1: you is, cover up the weird oh we did this but it was for charity I oh guess. okay
0: we never think about where it goes though i i suppose because like does somebody just get like is don mattingly there is
1: some weird in silence in of the lamb stuff going on there in
0: a shadow box <laughs> like in, in a very like ornate like display case you just got don, <laughs> don mattingly's mullet <laughs> from from the summer of 1991 Oh, Honestly, and that'd yep. be pretty sweet. I'm, I'm we can lie. we
1: can keep going off that, so I'm gonna let that one go. Continue.
0: That'd be a good luck charm. I feel like. W- would <laughs> you mm. wear it? Would you wear his ha- on, on top of your own? Hair? Okay,
1: no, so here's, what I, no, here's <laughs> what I would do. Noah. here's <laughs> what I would do. Take each individual strand and use it as extenders on, as my own my own hair, so I could be wearing his hair. Glorious.
0: That's a true, which fan. is yeah,
1: that's a true fan. Definitely not creepy i'm so sorry i'm so sorry
0: we're we're done okay so anyway uh so the simpsons actually made a an episode about uh homer simpson or essentially it's uh they gather many mlb stars from the the The
1: greatest simpsons episode of all time
0: there you go and it included don mattingly and so there's this joke in the in the show where don mattingly actually gets sat because uh mr burns who is running the team uh he kicks him off the team because Don Mattingly's sideburns are too long. Now, everyone thinks that this is actually a a they're, they're parodying the real life event. But what's super weird about this is that according to The Simpsons producer, John Vitti, uh, the script where it was written and ready to record for that episode with that joke in it. It was all written and finished with a month before it happened in real life. So the script was done in July and this all this all went down in August.
1: Simpsons did it. It's, it's always so how it weird. works
0: it's so weird and so the they're t- this producer he was saying he's like yeah when those things happen the first thing we thought was like hey this is great and we thought like no wait it's not because <laughs> no one's ever going to believe that we actually wrote these things before they happened and then even mattingly said that the weird thing is is that everyone thought that they had written it in later but they didn't so i don't think mattingly would have any reason to lie about this uh at all but why, why,
1: why would he know? Yeah,
0: and that wasn't even the last because we we need to move on from Don Mattingly here. That wasn't even the last dispute that he had over his hair in 1995. uh, They complained about his goatee, so he had to end up shaving it down to a mustache. Hmm. Uh, and just to quickly wrap up the mustache uh, deba- or, or, or rule, uh, before I guess we, we can close out with a, a couple questions, uh, the Yankees players actually took back their right to facial hair in 2015 uh, when the stash squad was formed by Yankees players uh, led by Brett Gardner during the uh, playoff run down the stretch. A bunch of players started growing out mustaches. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, because those are permitted under the rule. Yeah, sure. Um, and then, of course, multiple free agents today. Players have spoken out about the team-specific rule, mm-hmm. including Andrew McCutcheon, David Price, uh, Brian Wilson, the closer, not the Beach Boy. Uh, all people with very, very famous hair or or facial hair, uh, basically saying that, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't want to play for this team if this is you know what they're going to make me do. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question to you, Brandon, is do you think that this actually significantly affects the Yankees pursuit of free agents? Like, do you think that this was a major consideration for someone like Garrett Cole when they're sliding a three hundred twenty four million dollar check in in front of him?
1: Also, I do not think it impacts how they get free agents. I mean, and at the end of the day, they are the Yankees. They have the pocketbooks. They can make them help with the pain. I absolutely hate the rule. I remember when Kutch went over there, I think it was like 2018, I want to say, and he had glorious locks of hair. And it's not just, or not even, it's not even about being unkempt to many players. It's the culture, it's where they come from. They're proud of the hair. And so they have to cut it off. It's completely demeaning. And it's, I'm sorry, a little soapbox. It's the 1970s ideology, which was wrong then put into 2021 when there are more magnifying glasses on you and we know what's right and wrong don't always act like it it's just doesn't exist it it has no place in today's game in my mind it
0: it, it's really it feels like to me just a relic of that Mm -hmm. old boomer kind of like yeah we're gonna throw a baseball at somebody because they flipped a bat and celebrate yeah
1: and if you're 1971 it's like come on and if you're in 1971, Steinbrenner, who just, you know, was in the Air Force or that kind of thing, it made sense in his mind. Yeah. But we're not, we're not in, you know, we don't have the Korean War around this anymore. So we, I think things a little bit different. It doesn't even
0: make sense then. <laughs> like, no. I feel like it's just, like, and it's, it's just, it doesn't make sense even no, because it's, it's such a, okay, okay, like maybe you can make the argument that Steinbrenner from a different generation. Like that's why he made it. But to keep it around today, makes no sense because no. all it is, is harming the team. Right. By, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously, yeah, if you, they've got enough money and they're the Yankees with the capital Yankees. So that's not going to really dissuade anyone seriously, but it is gonna, I'm sure people think about it. Right. And, you know, and I yeah. like that's just, that's just not something.
1: And, you know, all, all the, you know, cultural wrongs aside for a moment, like you're missing you're depriving the fans and players of so much fun like yeah. think of some of your favorite hairstyles in baseball like today and in the past like oscar gamble with a glorious afro and beard. yeah i mean um, it, go ahead like, like and,
0: and and that's what's ridiculous it's all just expression right like, yeah. like you're not going to tell me that fernando tatis jr is not professional because he's got blonde dreadlocks like they're dope and he's yeah. one of the. He, he's probably you know, the, he's one of the best players in baseball. He's the face of baseball right now. Yeah. Right? Like, and you're, and you're you're gonna tell me that your team's not gonna sign him because you don't think he's. It's a.
1: Professional or you're you're player. gonna make him cut his hair like Vladdy yeah. Jr. Is the same way, and I love I love Acuna's hair. I, I love all yeah. that. It just yes. brings. Just let he, people he, be who they, yeah, they
0: want. It's great. Be. Let, let people be who they are, and then they're gonna play better as like as well. Yeah. Like it they're won't not not har-
1: harming support. not harming anyone. It's, it's, it's
0: great. It's dumb. It's outdated. I feel like we're both on the same page about mm-hmm, this. I agree. Uh, so, before we close this off, I did want to uh, leave a quote from Lou Pinella when he actually was traded to the Yankees in a spring training in 1974. He said, you know, he didn't know Steinbrenner very well back then. Uh, so, he was just joking around, kind of feeling him out. And he said, uh, Steinbrenner, he said, Our Lord Jesus Christ had long hair <laughs> and things seemed to work out for him. And so I guess George Steinbrenner, he doesn't say a word, and he just says, "He says, come with me." And so he walks. You know, across the <laughs> just kind of shoot them. He walks him, across, yeah, walks him across the street uh, to the Fort Lauderdale swimming pool, and he said, "If you can walk on water, you can wear your hair any way you want."
1: Um, <laughs> like, that's that's a fun little quote right there. <laughs> it's
0: just it's just so dumb, and it's just so it's just so George Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway, right.
1: and, and really quick as well. Right. I'd be a terrible Diamondbacks fan if I didn't mention my favorite facial hair of all time, Clay Zavada, with a glorious curled mustache. Miss him, I miss Ooh. you, Clay.
0: Yeah. Now, What are what are some of your favorite favorite facial hairstyles in in baseball hair? Is, is a is a a thing hair facial hairstyle?
1: Fa- well, of course, I always think of the eighteen hundreds twirly mustache which is why i love about this mustache it was a callback to that you can see him kind of twisting in the dugout it was all great and awesome
0: yeah gotta go raleigh fingers number one right yeah
1: exactly with raleigh fingers yeah Uh, Um, that
0: might be the single best baseball like facial hair i think it's the most iconic maybe not the best
1: i i think it is unless you're a giants fan and then you go um yeah the beard brian wilson sure wilson Uh, the one that was the one thing that was bigger than his ego was his beard. <laughs> I think but man, it, that guy could pitch, though. He could absolutely
0: pitch until he came to L.A. Until he couldn't. Thing, I think the thing or the really slept on facial hair. So pretty much anyone who played in the 80s had had great.
1: Had it was great mandatory. Or, beard yeah.
0: or something. Uh, but Eddie Murray always really stands out to <laughs> you me. Know, photos of him. Mm-hmm from like like 1985 you know where he's got he's got like the lamb chops the sideburns down the side that connect into his like (sighs) handlebar mustache yes it is it is the the coolest like i i wish someone would bring it back today because it looks so cool like
1: that's true that's that's a good look i i think of like mike schmidt as well who just had the basic mustache but it was an iconic mustache it was just
0: the 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 brick and mortar tough guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the Tom Selleck esque
1: going to work of. with a hard hat on. I get my mustache yeah. with me. Cause I'm in Philly. Like Bruce that's Bruce how they talk
0: in the, in the truck. Yeah. Um, And then, so today <laughs> oh. who's got the, who's got the best one today? I, I think Mike fires a couple of years back. He had the, Oh, that's right. He, that's he, like, he kind of carved that. that. Uh-huh. So if you're, you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Mike fires mustache. And he had like, it was like, it looked like a worm that went, it was like a full mustache. Mm-hmm. It was like a goatee that only connected on one side.
1: Yeah, and then it like twirled around. Yeah, on It, was, ch- like it a was spiral around. Very the- unique looking. I'll give him that.
0: It was it was weird. Uh, so that's got to be up there. So
1: hmm. Uh, hmm.
0: Other modern pitchers like there's got to be Craig Kimbrel's got a solid beard.
1: Yeah, some of these yelling at us right now. Like, how can you not say this yeah. pitcher with his glorious? I'm so sorry. I, I don't always watch the Twins.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. All right. So with that, um, let's kind of shave that topic off, and now let's go to the pickle jar. <laughs>
0: the pickle jar.
1: The pickle jar. I, I I read this one. I had no idea what it meant. So uh, again, the pickle jar is when we talk about baseball lingo and figure out what it means because there's so much stuff that baseball players say. This one, surprisingly, I have never heard of. I, uh, oh
0: yeah. I yeah. Completely... How, how
1: did you come out with this one?
0: I had never heard of this one either. Um, And so I actually, I, (laughs) it's funny because I actually have a book that is like a bunch of baseball words and baseball like phrases and terms and Mm -hmm. stuff because I know I got it for, for a birthday one year and super fun to just read through because it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Uh, But (laughs) I just... (laughs) I don't know, It wasn't a very interesting, like, origin to how I decided to feel this term. <laughs> run I with it. No, I, I like, run with it's it. Not that interesting. You, you googled something for, for the pickoff trivia, so I'm not feeling <laughs> anyway. So, hang a snowman. I just, so I, this, I was looking, looking through the index and this jumped out to me and it just sounded super, super weird, super dark. Um, and I had never heard this before. And I think it's because we're, we're kind of at the point where all of the easy pickings kind of like, baseball Mm -hmm. terms or we've done so now we're into the really we're getting weird with it we're into the weeds here folks is this week brandon what do you think it means
1: oh my goodness um so in the notes i say what the actual f i have no idea what this means so i thought about it for a moment and i went with imagery if you try to hang a snowman well the noose is going to go right through its neck like it didn't exist because it's made of snow so i'm thinking he swings right through the pitch it's going straight through the neck
0: I was I wasn't with you, but you you did kind of tie it together there. Uh, that, like that's the noose, not a yeah. horrible guess. Okay, <laughs> it, it, it's just well that's the thing is it the, the actual term just sounds so dark like it's like the imagery is not great to work with. But yeah, I, I okay it, it's it's a stretch, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll allow it. Um, so yeah, so, so, so really going right through some something like snow, I guess or
1: it's yeah, fluffy it's, snow maybe. Kinda, sure,
0: kind of I can see it. Um, and so I actually I asked a couple of my friends. Well, I less asked and more just like dropped it in the group chat and hoped that someone would actually respond. Uh, and I did get <laughs> I did get something that was interesting. And so my friend said, my friend Owen said it was. He thinks it's referring to the categories of runs, hits, and errors all being zero. Oh. And in the olden times when people would actually hang those values on the scoreboard, when they would stack up, they would look like a snowman. And sure. That is. Incredibly accurate, actually. That's that's very spot on. Because, well, it's not okay. Actually, no, that's not spot on. It's 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 close. It's it's almost there. Uh, he was right in the sense that it is a scoreboard visual. Uh, except instead of having you know like a zero above a zero, like in the runs, hits, and errors, mm-hmm. to hang a snowman is to score eight runs in an inning. Because if you think about it, an eight looks like a uh, little snowman.
1: Yeah. And then if you had the zero, like if you're, you have the zero from the other yeah. side as well, maybe. And so it's a whole three bodied snowman. It's,
0: it's, it's a little convoluted, but it, I do see, yeah. see where it comes from. Okay. Uh, and it, I feel like it's also one of those terms where I, f- where, where I think like, oh, this, there's no way people actually say that. And then a couple of weeks later, I know I'm going to hear it uh, on, on the radio or something like that, uh, that, happened,
1: that, 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 happened, that happened recently yeah yeah, yeah, we were uh, talking about a subject, and then we saw a player on TV had that shirt that had the saying. Do you remember what that was?
0: I'm not sure, but I did hear somebody, Charlie Steiner, the other set other day, talked about the catbird seat. And I was like, whoa. Hey, the
1: catbird seat.
0: People actually like said, I thought that was a, a short hops and tall tails word.
1: Uh, it exists. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, I, 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 a, I I wish I could find the, the origin. Did you find any origin for this one? Because I did do a quick look, but if you Google Hang a Snowman don't yeah no i i went to the whole newspapers.com yeah. thing i did that origin search but it just doesn't exist in terms of baseball
0: i i couldn't find it and i think it's probably one of one of those things where it's just more colloquial where people just kind of mm-hmm. hey it kind of looks like a snowman. I don't say know. Yeah. yeah exactly uh and it it is pretty rare because you know neither of us i don't know it sounds arrogant it's rare because we haven't heard about it there's a ton of things we haven't heard about but you know just anecdotally i feel like it's it's rare because
1: we're like a pair of matamodios am i right guys a pair of what matamodios come on where are my jeopardy fans at
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's a uh, little dark there. And so we're going to lighten things up. We're going back to New York City uh, for uh, The Lovable Losers, a presentation by Brandon Riddle.
1: Thank you, Noah. In this presentation, we would talk about the <laughs> 1962. Okay. So <laughs> what happened here? 1962 Mets and the Lovable Losers. Uh, this kind of found its way in another convoluted way, which they always do. Um, last night, um I got to go to the Red Sox game, which was super cool because I've never been to Fenway before. Um, so I'll just very quickly about Fenway. How was that? Well, it lives up to the hype. Um, like I saw the, the Mets play out there and it was practically packed and I kept hearing people say it's like a playoff game in here, which is very exciting to hear. Uh, the stadium's beautiful, the food was decent, the beers were expensive. It's everything I wanted um, in my seat, <laughs> yeah, right in my seat, I had a giant bar um, in my way. So I couldn't see second or third base, which was great. Every time a ball was hit in the air, I couldn't tell where it went, uh, but I loved it. And the seats where I sat were miserable. They were designed designed by the devil himself.
0: I mean, but were they really your seats?
1: Um <laughs> they are after what happened. <laughs> no, it was it was a great time. Honestly, Fenway was a fantastic stadium. I strongly you know, you, you gotta you gotta make your pilgrimage there, Wrigley, there's anybody called Rattles, There's some places you absolutely have to hit up, right. and Fenway's in one of them. Um so I was looking out on the Green Monster and they had the ALE standings. And of course you have the Tampa Bay Rays in first, the Yankees in fourth, which is great to see, and at the bottom you had the Oreos. Um, at 48 games back i believe and that kind of made me think you know they've obviously been eliminated from playoff contention. but what's the earliest a team has ever been eliminated from the playoffs um so i did a quick look-see and it turns out it was the 1876 cincinnati reds wow um, yeah so of course we can do a story on them later earlier but- than
0: the spiders
1: Earlier than the Spiders. So, okay, the Spiders get the bad rap. They only had one or two bad years. Before that, they were a solid franchise. That's another okay. episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, the 76 Reds. Uh, and then well, I thought, well, what about modern times? Because it was a completely different game in 1876. And that's what brought us to 1962 with the expansion franchise, New York Metropolitans. All right. Yeah, so. In the 40s and 30s and decades leading up to it, it seems like New York always had 18 teams. They had the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Giants. I'm sure they had like 15 others we just haven't heard about. So it was just a commonplace of baseball. Uh, but then in 57, when the Dodgers finally left New York, um, they only had the Yankees. And of course, the Yankees were an American League team as well. So there's no National League club, which is just an right. absolute sin in New York. Um, so, yeah, um, so there was a guy in New York, William Shea, um, who was very influential around New York. He threatened to create a whole nother league, uh, competitive league, a uh, competitor to the MLB just to get another New York team. And so Major League Baseball said, OK, well, I don't think you're bluffing. So let's go ahead and give you guys another expansion. Uh, so that's when the Mets and the Houston, uh, hopefully, Fives came, came in in 1962, came in at the same time. And the Mets, they wanted to make a big splash. They wanted to come out swinging, ready to go, compete from day one. Uh, so one of the first things they did uh, is hire Casey Stengel, the legendary manager of the New York Yankees, who won four World Series titles with him. Uh, but Casey was just let go, I think, two seasons earlier by the Yankees for losing a World Series, um, even though Casey said it's because he was old. Because he was he turned <laughs> seven years old, and they just thought, you know, you're old, we don't want to deal with it anymore.
0: It wasn't his facial hair.
1: It was not his facial hair. I don't think he had facial hair. <laughs> um, and then w- once there was a quote out there after he got fired, he goes, yeah, turn in the 70s where I got fired. I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> okay. Oh, <okay>, Casey. <laughs> yeah. So they bring Casey Stengel. They bring in a whole bunch of former Dodgers as well, um, like Don Zimmer, Gil Hodges, a whole bunch of others. And they even brought in um, Richie Ashburn who was, was a Hall of Fame career at this point because this would be his last season. So they got the goodwill of the people, brought in the former favorite players. They got um, Casey Stengel. They even w- wrote a theme song a year before the franchise debuted. You know the name of it?
0: I'm going to assume it has something about, um, I, I don't know, making, making acquaintance with, with a Metropolitan. <laughs>
1: yeah you're about right making acquaintances with the metropolitans a hit song meet the mets yeah (laughs) i
0: feel like this is where where they screwed up because you don't want to have a you can't make a theme song before you play your first
1: game no you don't don't have have a logo there's no players to get behind it's an idea
0: yeah you don't have any feel for the team and it's it's just yeah okay well they met the Mets. how how did the mets end up
1: (laughs) they lost 120 games is what they did (laughs) yeah It was oh, by far, uh, yeah, 120 games. They won 40. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, that was a modern day record. And it wasn't exactly the best start either. They, they, they'd lose the, the opener against the Cardinals. That was an away game. Uh, they only had the one away game to open the season for some reason. I guess schedules were weird back then. And then the first home game was Friday the 13th. And they lost because, of course, it was Friday the 13th. And then they lost for a week. Straight, they lost nine games in a row following those two losses, and so the first time they win, the New York Times has the headline: "The Mets do it at last." Do what? Win a game.
0: So you're telling me it took them nine? They started their franchise history zero and nine.
1: Zero and nine, yeah. And I think at some point they were like three and twenty-one to start the <laughs> yeah to start the franchise. Uh, so even in that season, two pitchers lost over twenty games. One was twenty losses. The other was twenty four. Another one, one lost nineteen. So with all this miserable stuff behind them, how are they called the lovable losers? I mean, obviously the Orioles are going to lose. Bad for them. People fall bad. <laughs> yeah, but what about like the Orioles? What about my Diamondbacks? True, People, true. Like we just exist in this nether world, and we're not called lovable. How how did the Mets <laughs> get that title? What's going on there? <laughs>
0: that's
1: fair that's fair yeah so right i, I wish we could be lovable we, we threw a no hitter. that was fun um oh, you didn't even get a...
0: credit for that
1: it counts it was seven <laughs> innings could, but it counts yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in, in my mind they become lovable because they were a cast of mit- misfits they're people nobody wanted anymore uh like casey stangle was fire they got the old dodger players back together and they played not even their own stadium. They didn't have Shea Stadium yet. They were in the Polo Grounds at the time. So it was like a rotating sandlot team cuz if i remember uh, most of the players who like i was there, uh, most of the players who started that season, the game one, they were gone by the end of it. I think Richie Ashburn was the one wow. that stuck it out and he called it quits after that.
0: <laughs> the Mets he couldn't he couldn't uh he couldn't take it anymore.
1: No, the the Mets broke a Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, Uh, I mean, that that football player that just retired mid-game a couple years ago. (laughs) Oh, mid-game? I remember Andrew Luck.
0: No, he like walked out at halftime in like week four or something. Oh, good for him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, a bunch of misfits. Um, They even had two players that had the most generic name, Bob Miller, both pitchers. One was a lefty, one was a (laughs) rider. And Casey Stengel would get them mixed up all the time and call him Press Bob Nelson. The, the button to auto generate
0: and fill out your your rookie class for in, in your, your.
1: Yeah, Bob Miller. And he's going to have no facial hair, typical, you know, little white face, I'm sure. Yeah, you're a typical NPC character there. Uh, but still, nearly a million people came out to watch him play 922,000 folks. That was, wow. I think, fourth in the league, and it was more than the Yankees drew.
0: And this is New York, but at the same time, they already have a team here.
1: Yeah, they have the F and Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is right after they, they just won. Four. Yeah, they're not <laughs> they bad. Really yeah. <laughs> uh, and so a couple of, I guess we call them lowlights in this case. Uh, you had Marvelous Marv Throneberry, who I actually haven't heard of before this. Um, he was the first baseman, and he, with a nickname Marvelous, you think he'd be good, at least, or halfway decent. Oh, well, he made 17 errors at first base, which is a lot for first base.
0: Marvelously terrible.
1: Marvelously terrible, yes. In um, a famous story, he hit a triple, uh, but he was ruled out for not touching second base. And, of course, St- Casey Stangles up on arms because he you know, yeah. needs some happiness in his life at this point. So he goes out to argue with the umpire, and the umpire says, don't bother arguing, Casey. He missed first base, too. <laughs> <laughs> and even oh, richie ashburn gets in line. on it he yeah. says we could all see from the dugout that marv really didn't even come close to touching first base oh <laughs> goodness and, and of course
0: got the best dry humor i feel like like yeah. like that's kind of the style it's just such a dryly hilarious.
1: it, it feels like we have time to let the dry humor sink yeah. in like we don't yeah. need to trash we can't trash like we don't need to it's just yeah. here's how it is oh <laughs>
0: that's funny
1: <laughs> and of course, after Marvelous, Marv was called out, the next pitch, next batter hit a home run, and the Mets lost by one.
0: Oh, Marv. Right. Oh, you're killing me. Uh,
1: another famous moment in Mets history. In April that year, uh, the Mets got catcher Henry Chidi in a trade with the Indians uh, for a player to be named Lady later. Uh, fast forward, and that player, Henry Chidi. <laughs> So, so they traded Chidi and sent him back after they didn't like it.
0: They <laughs> traded him. Imagine, wow, being traded for yourself is that a is that a net positive? Like, are you excited that you you get to go back? Because I'm sure he was. He spent more time in Cleveland than he did in
1: New York. Well, I, I mean, before. honestly, in that year, I'm sure he was happy to go back to Cleveland, yeah. which is you know some people say. <laughs> um, so yeah, weird thing there, yeah. and then at the end of the season, the very last day. Um, the Mets had a rally going on in the eighth inning and uh, Joe Pignatano came up with two men on, nobody out. They're going to win the game. They're going to end the season on a high note and only lose 119 games. And then literally he hits into a triple play and oh, lost the game. Gosh. Oh, what, a, what a way to go. And at the very end of the season, the reporter asked Casey, you know, was it, was the season least fun for you? And Stinker replies, I don't want to have to say no to that <laughs> one. He <laughs> goes on to say, "I've been in the game a hundred years, but I see new ways to lose I never knew existed before." <sighs> so s- somehow, this team that lost the 120 games is remembered fondly. I, I-, I guess I would need a Mets a Mets fan to step in here. The lovable losers—they I- oh remember. God. I mean, they go on to become the Miracle Mets later on. But my goodness, that helps take away the sting. But oh, I wish my brutal. team could remember this lovable after a season like that that's so oh and, and by the way the other expansion team the Houston Club uh j- just so you know it wasn't completely lopsided uh they won 24 more games in the Mets so this was purely on New York for Geesh. losing
0: oh man I you know I, I could do this I could I I could trash the Mets all day that was
1: oh my goodness so another thing uh yesterday I was watching the Mets in Boston play a history of the Mets episode we could do that. Oh, that'd be terrifying. Uh, but really quick, I, I was—I yeah. wanted to at least get through the seventh inning at Boston because I worked the next morning. Uh, two and a half hours after first pitch, we're in the middle of the fourth because it's like nine to one with the Mets losing. Like, ah, it was miserable. <laughs>
0: wow. In the fourth? Wow. That's, yeah. so, that is brutal. But you got to go to Fenway.
1: I did. I got to see the lovable losers. I mean, the 2021 Mets. Um, had a great time with it. Sorry, Mets fans.
0: I feel like it's less lovable when you have the potential to go to the playoffs. Where you know like uh, there's that that possibility. Yeah,
1: you, you get you get the Padre syndrome. It's going to happen. Oh man. You no, know, sorry guys. It's been a rough year for lots of folks. Don't <laughs> say anything, Noah. Um
0: <laughs> I've had a very rough rough year as well. If you hadn't noticed, the Dodgers might not win the division this year. <laughs>
1: So that has been Short Hops and Tall Tales, everybody. Uh, make sure to give us follows on Twitter at short hops pl. Uh, follow myself at BD Riddle or Noah at NoahAScott6. Um, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get yourselves your podcasts. Uh, leave yourself a review, too. And let us know what other topics you'd like us to cover. Uh, this is really fun to hear what you like. And we can kind of go back and forth and see what kind of golden nuggets we get from the stories. Right. Uh, so... I love how I stole this from Noah. Right this after he talked about the, the Dodgers. Most
0: unhinged, like this. This is, I feel like the back half of this unraveled. So
1: well, sadly, what well, this is the twenty fourth episode now, so I think yeah, we're kind of getting 24. comfortable and kind of getting yeah. to know each other a little bit, getting into a groove, and that leads to forty eight minute episodes or what have you. So for Noah okay. Scott, I'm Brandon Riddle, and this has been Short Hops and Tall Tales, and now you know the rest of the ball game.
0: Were you? Did you like come up with that in the shower and like you you were waiting on that?
1: that no, so that, that that was, was a Paul Harvey sign off from the '90s when he did. Now you know the rest of the story.
0: Ah, I like it. I like it. That was fun. <laughs>